WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Friday. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Friday, October the 20th. How about that? On our show today, a lot of stuff. It is open lines and we can review as it typically is on our Fridays. So let's go ahead and bring in um, James Patterson, our contributing analyst. Hey. Hey, James. What's going on, Tina Cosby? Oh, my goodness. Not, <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Not not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, just, uh, you know, do, do, doing our thing. How about for you on your end? Yeah, there's a little bit going on, I'll tell you. I was watching this uh, this vote on the, on the Hill up at, at the Congress in Washington, D.C., uh, and uh, Jim Jordan congressperson from yeah. Ohio tried for a third time to be elected speaker and even more people voted against him within the Republican conference this time than did last time. So that's been going on for me. I'm like, what is new here? I mean, what? there's nothing new here. What, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> you know, there, there's so much to that. There, there's just so much to that. But what's so sad is that these people who are elected to, you know, these these uh, leaders, so to speak, who are elected to go to what's called the people's house and, and mm-hmm. be, you know, and and work on behalf of people. Uh, not themselves and their own personal private agendas, their own personal private um, uh, opinions. Uh, they're, they're just getting further and further away from what they were elected to do. And so you got to ho- I hope that there there is an absolute just taken to the woodshed type of uh, uh, event on Election Day to let these folks know that this type of behavior is not what you were sent to Washington to do. It has nothing to do with representing the needs and the interests of the American public. That's right. You know, it's all American public. Yeah, it's just them. And, and, you know, fighting back and forth to see who gets to be more in control and, and how much lawmaking and legislating, how much is getting done. How much of the people's house housework getting done? How much of the people's house housework is getting done? None. Not much. Not not None. much at all. There's there's all kinds of things that need to be done, including remember we just averted a shutdown a few weeks ago, and I, I think it's coming up on somebody told me like mid November. It's like November seventeenth or fifteenth, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, Tina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that it will shut down again. Yep. If they don't do something to, to move the legislation through the House. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. It, it's par- paralysis. That's what's happening. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. So, yeah. for, for political purposes. Because, like you said, one wants to say, oh, I'm bigger than the other one. You know, So one wants to be the head honcho. And they don't want to work with all of the 435 or so people who are up there, they just want to 
you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. divide and, and try to conquer, but it's not working. Yep, and and we can only hope that the people will speak to them when it comes time to talk. Oh, yeah. oh will they? they what was that? Was that your, your? Well, my grandmother used to say, "You can't hear me, you can feel me. You can't hear me, you can feel me." So, and it's the young people. The young people are. Mm-hmm. are they made the difference last time yeah. in 2022. They made yeah. the difference in 2020, and they are really sick of it. They're yeah. sick of all this uh, infighting and division. I can't imagine anybody that's not tired of it. I yeah. tell you, tell you, tell you. But yeah, James, uh, a lot of stuff uh, today, uh, of course, uh, as I was saying, open lines uh, and we can review. Um, lines are open 317-239-1310. Uh, Blue Friday, the Colts are playing. Uh, they're back at home, right? They're back, yeah, at, home? back at home. They're going to play the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Blue Fridays. Are, yeah, okay. Go ahead. No, I'll just say Blue Fridays are usually when they're home. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're going to play the Cleveland Browns. There's yeah. talk that uh, don't want to get off in the sports too much, but uh, um, the the Browns quarterback uh, uh, Watson, what's his name? Um, oh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be possibly playing. It hasn't mm. been confirmed yet. Uh, mm. It was multi 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 million dollar quarterback that that left mm. Houston because of sexual scandal um, that he was involved in and was signed by Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if he plays. And then, of course, we got our own uh, quarterback situation where we lost our our young guy, our young um, quarterback with with a lot Mm -hmm. of upside ahead of him are our young whiz kid um, Anthony Richardson uh, for the season so there's a little bit of uh there'll be a little bit of mystery around that and see see how this goes yeah uh absolutely and indeed um yesterday uh the country kitchen opened uh did anybody did did you check it out james i didn't get a chance to get over there i had 80 80 80 11 as as the old folks i had 80 11 things to try to get to (laughs) i had 8 12 you had 80 12 (laughs) so simply could not get there uh but uh, if anybody went to check it out, give us a call, 317-239-1310, you know, just to let us know how it was and what you thought of it. Um, I do plan at some point in time uh, to stop by for one of their brunches, which is brand new. I mean, I, I the soul food I don't need to, to, to indulge on in too much, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, brunches tend to be a little bit lighter and... Uh, uh, and it's something new over there, so I, you know, I probably will at some point in time when things settle down, um, check out their their uh, their brunch, their new yeah. brunch offering. Uh, might be I, I I love to support um, black business. Well, I'll call it black business. I'll call it underserved businesses. Okay, um, okay. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, minority-owned businesses are generally underserved. They don't get the, the capital that other businesses get. No, they I don't. Love to support them, mm-hmm. um, particularly. I like to go to breakfast uh-huh. sometimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure about their breakfast menu. They're more noted for dinner, lunch. Yeah, dinner. down the down home dinners. Yeah, that's what they're. Yeah, but this uh, new brunch thing uh, could be. Yeah, it could be exploring. interesting. Which is why uh, that's that's something I'm really interested in checking out, trying it out. And the the irony is, I'm not a breakfast eater. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I typically skip it. Uh, You're like my my daughter. Ah. Uh, yeah, she doesn't really care for it either. She just kind of moves into the brunch thing, lunch. Yeah, I'll do brunch. Uh, but, yeah, but, but the... yeah, you know, and, and like we were talking the other day, the country kitchen with all of its iconic photos on the wall when you walk in there of 
you know, <laughs> really famous people mm-hmm. who have come by. Um, they are, it is an institution, yeah. uh, the Country Kitchen. Yeah. And, and I was thinking the other day after we talked about it, we also got a lot of other soul food restaurants, Tina, uh, in the city yeah. that, you know, uh, um, I think also mm-hmm. give a lot to the community. They bring a lot to the community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I hope and pray for them, too, and their success. Mm-hmm. Um, while Country Kitchen, though, um, the mayor was there for that opening. I saw his it's him in the picture. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you so, better be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <you> know it. <laughs> Elections getting closer by the day. You better be over there. Uh, now, was, was Shreve over there? Did you I see? didn't. I didn't see him in the pictures. Um, I don't, that well, doesn't mean he wasn't there. No, it doesn't. No, uh, it doesn't. Maybe somebody who was over there will call and say whether. Yeah, whoever went Mr. there. Tree was so. there. Yeah, but I didn't see him in any photos. And, and if he wasn't, that was a that was a decision on his part, not uh, to uh, such as not, decisions not are. There. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, James, first things first. All this week, we are giving away two tickets to our Praise Indie Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon. Uh, it's coming up Thursday, October the twenty sixth, from eleven thirty a.m. until one thirty p.m. at the Madam Walker legacy center uh if you are caller number 10 right now <laughs> to the number 317-239-1310 again if you are caller number 10 to the number 317-239-1310 call us be caller number 10 for your chance to win a pair of tickets to our praise indie pastor and clergy appreciation luncheon um that's coming up next thursday october 26th at the madam walker legacy center uh invitation only event caller number 10 wins so good luck uh to caller number 10 uh for the pastor and clergy appreciation luncheon uh but yeah james um like you were saying, um, uh, a, a number of, of black businesses, certainly, uh, especially black restaurants. Uh, we talked yeah. a little bit uh, just just right off the top about the uh, you know the politics of, of Washington and everything that's going uh, going on uh, regarding that. Um, Want to make sure that we well wow my goodness how many other things uh, voting of course early voting we can never talk about that too much we'll probably talk about that again before we close out but uh, my understanding and I haven't spoken um, I mean I don't know this for sure it's just from people who have been there I haven't spoken with anyone from uh, the election board but my understanding is that traffic to the city county building is steady. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty steady. I mean, not low, not high, just kind of steady, which is good. I'll take steady over low. You know, and, and that's the way it was last time in, in 2022. I mean, you thought, well, off-year election, uh-huh. municipal, municipal election, elections, or whatever, yeah. people, but people are people are starting to get it. I mean, we need more. You're looking at the numbers in the primary, and we need more. Uh-huh. More in the primary, and certainly general election, I believe they're starting to get it a little bit, that this, this, this right is too precious to just kick to the curb whenever uh-huh. you feel like it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And the fact that I, I, I still, it still befuddles the mind why there are two uh, uh, Hamilton County is, doesn't even have half the population that Marion County does, and yet and still there are two early voting sites there that are open right now. Uh, and we only have one that's open right now. I, I still don't get that. But, hey, we'll take what we yeah. can get. You know, we'll just flood the ones when that we do get when they're open. You know, that's how you right. beat that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, such, it's, it's a different set. And, and as Attorney Bohannon reminds us so often, it's a different set of... Um, 
I, I get politics and and parameters and ba- just all kinds of things are different. But I still wish we had more than just one place that's downtown with no parking, um, and only during regular business hours. I wish we had at least one other early voting site before the eight other or nine other satellite sites were added. I just wish we did. Well, I wish we did too. You, I guess we got to stay positive and wish we yeah. do. But I just want to just, if I could, state yeah. that's voter suppression. It is voter. Oh, come on, Jay. Yeah, that's voter suppression for sure. Jay, you're so kind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, of course it is. Of, it. of course they're not it even is. Ashamed. No, they're not ashamed of it. No, 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 no. But sometimes, you know what? Sometimes when you do things, it's the law of diminishing returns too. Because how, you, you got to get in there too, right? So you're, you're yeah. if you're suppressing the vote of somebody that you think won't vote for you, how do you not suppress the vote of those who will vote for you? That's exactly right. So you, I mean, I mean, you know, they just look at that law they passed in Georgia where you you can't give water to a person in a in a um, mm-hmm. in an election line. And by the way, speaking of Georgia, the second yeah the second defendant in that case that Fonnie Willis yep brought mm-hmm. uh, against the the people who uh, tried to subvert the law in Georgia and um, change the outcome of the election. Second, the second defendant. Kenneth Chesbro, uh, lawyer, has pled guilty. Pleaded this today and met right. earlier, a couple, um, a few minutes ago, not long ago, um, and uh, that really that really helps uh, the prosecutor, Bonnie mm-hmm. Bonnie Willis, because what it does is she doesn't have to spend all that money. Right. Just today were to begin jury selection in that case so that the state of Georgia saves that money, you know, saves the money for the taxpayers, and they can go on to the to the other um, defendants yeah. left yeah. in the case, including one Donald Trump, <sighs> Jay Trump. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a winner. Alfreda is the winner of the tickets. Congratulations, Alfreda. You were caller number 10, and you won a pair of tickets to our Praise Indy Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon. Next Thursday, October 26th, at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. Um, it's going to be hosted by Tony Lamont, and Tony's going to let me stand next to him as well. I, I'll probably have some small role to play there, which is fine. I, I really don't mind it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let Tony take the lead. Uh, please, huh. Tony, take the lead. <laughs> please. Uh, anyway, uh, it is presented by McDonald's, Davison Associates, Inc., and Eskenazi Health. So make sure to listen once again on Monday. Uh, we're going we're gonna to extend this until Monday, so. So uh, I know we said all this week, but guess what? We got a couple more days before the event. So got a couple more tickets to give away. So make sure you uh, listen once again on Monday for your chance to win tickets to the Praise Indy Pastor and Clergy Appreciation Luncheon. Uh, So, um, yeah, James, um, uh, down there in Georgia, uh, there was a guy. I just sent a a text to some friends of mine. I walked into uh, this store that I go to all the time. One of the clerks, he loves to just he knows me. He loves to talk current events. And I walked in the other day. He said they're flipping like pancakes down there in Georgia, <laughs> Tina. They're flipping like pancakes. I said, you think? He said, yeah. He said there's been one. He said, but I think that there's going to be a whole lot. She's not going to have to try all 19 of those folks. That's right. Because they're all going to tell on each other. I said, well, you might be right. He said, oh, I know so. He said they don't want to go to jail. Ah, uh, right. They don't want to go to jail. There may be one or two loan holdouts, but he seemed to think, and he's probably right. He listens to a lot of stuff. He seemed to think that the majority of them are going to roll. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't. But Sidney Powell was the other lawyer. Sidney Powell, guilty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, 
I, I got to look at her sentence, but if they can avoid jail, they'll they'll go ahead and plea. He got community service. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of Chesbro, mm-hmm. he got a fine. Um, um, I'm not. I, I don't think he got any jail time. And that's no. He didn't. Get, he he was looking at jail time, but he didn't yeah, get, exactly. If yeah. you go through, so but. You know, he has to, I mean, things like when you get convicted, he can't run for office. He can't um, own a firearm. Mm-hmm. I'm certain of that. If you get convicted of a felony, you can't own a firearm legally. Um, I don't know. It, it's different um, on your voting rights uh, by state. It, it's mm-hmm. determined by state. So um, it, that's not something that you lightly do is plead guilty to a felony. But like you said, they want to stay out of jail. At least they can do something to, to earn money. Um, and what they probably agreed to, too, was to testify uh, against uh, certain defendants. And one being, uh, since this, these were the two that, that helped plan the, um, the fake electors mm-hmm. part of it, um, it, it, would, it would definitely be... Uh, of value their testimony against uh, 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 former President Trump. Mm, yeah, indeed. Well, uh, James, I do believe we can start uh, taking some calls. I want to. I want to get back to um, some calls are piling up, so we we need to work through the phones. Okay. But um, wanted to to get back to uh, the uh, pre-election uh, campaign finance. Uh, what it was it called? Um, it's called the pre-election. Hold on. Anyway, the money that both candidates for mayor have oh, spent yeah. Yeah, yeah, staggering. Yeah, yeah. Election um, financing report. Yeah, pre-election finance report. Uh, those are out, and I think they're kind of eye-popping, especially for one particular candidate. But anyway, we're, we'll get back to that. Let's let's go to the phone lines. Um, Marie, go ahead. How are you? Yes, Marie. Yes, how are you? Uh, I wish you just called me Miss D. <laughs> okay, Miss D. D. Uh-huh. And it's about uh, a case, ongoing case I had going on since 20, I mean, uh, June 18, 20, when uh, I got injured up at Kroger's with some of the Hoosier lottery equipment that was in the store. It fell down on my head. Mm-hmm. And I was in the hospital. I was in rehab. Oh, my I had goodness. To learn how, I was off balance. I had to learn how to walk. Um, you know, still walking with the game, but and I think they took advantage of me. By me, I'm I am 88 years old. Oh my! And uh, they uh, kept saying they was gonna give me a settlement, and but it ain't nothing because uh, I said it was like I was gonna end up with eight. About eighteen thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I signed the papers. To this day, I ain't got nothing. That so they there was, was an there was second. That was May twenty second of this year. Of this year? Yes. May twenty second of this year. You 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 finalized the settlement. Uh huh. May twenty second of twenty twenty three. And waited and then I had ten non checking in, into it. And he says, well, you have to get uh, with your attorney, which her name is Kelly Clark. And she works with their Hensley Legal Group. Okay. And uh, I kept calling Kelly, calling her. She ain't never returned my calls. Mm. 
Do you have a copy, Miss Marie, of what you signed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, what were yes. the what were the conditions and the stipulation, and how long did they say that they would have until? Well, I don't have it right here in my hand. Do, uh, do you, did you read it, or did someone, uh, you know, basically go through it with you point by point? No, and they they really uh, really blackballed me that day. She took me over to this supposed to been where I was uh, doing a mediation. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, well, if you go to court, oh, your, your doctors, they probably want uh, $10,000, and you shouldn't go to court. And uh, she picked me up. I might not take you home. And and she kept saying what the employee said in Kroger. She said it never happened. And I got the letter here where Kroger sent me out stating that, they know it happened. The manager talked to me in there. Wow. So who? Why is your attorney not reading? Because this this is really really complicated, uh, and I'm not sure yeah. where or what you know where we could point you. It sounds like you've done everything exactly right in terms of yeah the uh, the attorneys and the you know the only thing that I could tell you was if you can have someone go over that paperwork with you that you signed that they signed it sounds like you all agreed upon a settlement yes uh, we did okay and so therefore you so your your concern is that at this point once the settlement was agreed upon in May of this year and I signed for it and you signed off on the settlement but yet the settlement has yet to be uh, dispersed and then she won't even talk to me. Why? Call be be telling me. Well, uh, no. When someone else answers the phone, well, she's on another line. She'll get back with you. Never, never. I'm gonna call five or six times. Why is it that she's not talking to you? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's really strange. That's very strange. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, make you're sense. You're on attorney that has yeah. you sign a settlement, mm-hmm. and she doesn't talk to you. What's her name again, ma'am? Kelly. K e l l i e Clark with the Hensley Legal Group, and you all have a signed agreement with her that she she you you did officially retain her as your attorney. Yes, I had her from twenty uh, uh, June the eighth uh, of twenty twenty, uh, a little after that because I went in the hospital about the next day. Because mm-hmm. I got where I was busy and couldn't stand up and walk straight. And so I said, I better go to the hospital. Right, right. And they said I had uh, closed brain injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, closed. T- so, she, so this. This legal the, advice. Yeah, it's, it's legal stuff that I, I just, I, I can't, I don't have yeah. any. But here's and, the thing uh, if she and, is your. And uh, Ken said, well, you need to call you another attorney. Will nobody take it? Hmm. I've called several. Well, the, if it's a, if it's a done deal, I mean, if it's a if the agreement has already been yeah. reached, they, yeah. they can't really just step in. But mm. they have to honor that agreement. The paper you have that you signed, the agreement that has all of the information in there as to what mm. you are to receive. And I don't have not read it. I don't know if it has their how long they have to give it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. how much you are to receive. And it was from sure. it was one for the who's the lottery and one for Kroger. Oh, you know what, um, Tina? We had this case before, and then Attorney Bohannon called in and said the person should call the um, the attorney. Uh, let's see, was it Attorney? The, oh, yeah, the, the judicial. What did you say? 
Oh, Indiana State uh, Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, judicial. Court, yeah. yeah, state Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. But but it, is there anything in the paperwork about the fact that the uh, the other folks, the lottery or Kroger, had so many days to um, to dispute or whatever? But if it's signed and completed, see, I don't know what the signing even meant. Well, we signed and meant that I was signing off to the amount they offered. Okay, sign was an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't know since we haven't seen it. We don't know what's in there. Yeah, but I, I can't. seems to know yeah. that she signed a settlement unless there was something in there that they could withhold from her. I'm sure the I'm sure the attorneys uh, have got did, yeah they know attorneys mm. get a get a percentage of the settlement. Yes. yes. Yeah. And do you know how much that was? I think she was getting like fourteen thousand or something. Well, that's okay. not. That's seventy five percent of your settlement. If your settlement was eighteen thousand, that's more than that that's, was that's almost... like from between the two, the who's the lottery and Kroger. Okay, so which one? Ne- neither one of them have paid. Neither one, because uh, I signed do you, two papers. Do you know if? She, okay, each. so therefore, it's your understanding that the attorney has not been paid yet either. I don't know. I don't know. And then I got a bill here from Social Security. They want uh, like fifty nine thousand from when I was in the hospital and the rehab and all that stuff, you know. And then she sit there and told me, "Well, it's only you only owe four hundred dollars." <laughs> Ma'am, I am uh-huh. so confused. I, I have no. I have. You know, Tina, uh-huh. I think what she should do since she has the. Uh, this is my view i could be wrong yeah i think yeah she has the the uh, settlement i think she should call start off by calling the indiana supreme court disciplinary commission yeah tell him tell them tell them what's going on not received yeah tell them what's going on and she hadn't received any any uh, communication from her lawyer i can give her that number oh do you have it there because i was going to look it up give me that number what's the name of it Indiana uh, Supreme it, Court Disciplinary uh, Commission. Indiana what? Supreme. Uh-huh. Disciplinary Commission. Indiana Supreme Supreme. Court. Indiana, the, the judicial branch, Indiana Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission. Uh-huh. Uh, advisory for opinion about lawyers, fees, and payments, and things of that nature. Contact information. Um, the phone number is, is this the same number, James, you have? 317 Two three two one eight zero seven. Yes, is that the number? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now three one seven two three two one eight zero seven one eight zero seven. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. And uh, yeah. I didn't know what to do because at my age, I'm eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, but that's that's and, a that's uh, a dilemma I at any age. You advantage your old fingers. Yeah, that's yeah. a dilemma. And I, I, and I hope your settlement is not, as you mentioned, eighteen thousand, and then the attorney gets seventeen thousand. That would no, be no, fourteen thousand. Like thirty-five, and see. Well, wait a minute. Which okay? One was one was eighteen, and another was thirty-five. No, no, no. the total amount was was about thirty-five. The total was thirty-five. Getting around to fourteen out of that thirty-five. And she was getting that's still basically um, half. That's almost that's an yeah, awful yeah, lot. That's, that's that doesn't make sense awful, either. Awful no, it don't, large. does it? That's an awful lot. It needs lot. to be reported. 
Yes, and well, that, call that number and tell them what happened to you. Yeah, let them know. I am. Okay. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. I, boy, I without seeing that paperwork yeah, and knowing. It's hard for us to. Uh-huh. If she has it, Tina, she can, I think, you know, show it to them and they can tell her if okay. she has has a has a problem there. Yeah. It sounds like she does. Okay. Indeed. Uh, let's go to, let's go to Greg. Go ahead. Greg, how are you? Yes, Ms. Tina, um, I'm at the Indianapolis Urban League, uh-huh. and they don't have any information on where these uh, packets need to be turned in. Uh, for the uh, quality of life, uh, where did, let me see, uh, the African-American Quality of Life RFPs, are you talking about those? Yeah, they gave me a number to call, and I got voicemail, and mm-hmm. I emailed them and haven't heard anything back, so... Shoot. Uh, did it say anywhere? I'm looking on their website now. Did it say on the website where to where to um, turn them in? No, I didn't. I just assumed that you said um, the Urban League. I stayed up burning the midnight oil, making sure I got it <laughs> in because I forgot that it was so close. No, I think and, all, I think all of that goes through online, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting copies of stuff that. Kinkos and thought I had to bring it over here and, and no no they they do I think they do ninety percent of that online uh, info at a i a a q l i dot org um, mm-hmm. is is what I know I don't know anything about any particular place at, at the Urban League that physically handles that do you James have you heard anything? no but when's the deadline the deadline is today. At what time? That I don't. I'm looking online now. That's what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, it could be midnight. I think it's midnight tonight. If so, he has time to, you know, if he has some. Does you get it scanned? Yeah, can you it scan online. it all in and, and get it all on? Uh, get it all online. I think the receptionist said that they were. At one point in time, they were downstairs, but he wasn't sure. He didn't think they still were. Uh, that's the African American Coalition. Yeah. Uh, I found the applications are handled online. Yes, exactly. Uh, thank you, Sky. It says the applications are handled online. Yeah, that's what we've been saying, you know, is okay, that everything. I that part. Yeah. yeah. No, that's if okay. No. Today, uh, you might have until, you might have s- until till midnight, midnight tonight. Midnight. Yeah, to go ahead and can you can you, you quickly get that stuff scanned in or? or uh, yeah, scanned it, get somebody scanned scan it in. Scan it in and get it in there online. Or till, okay, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, there there wasn't any physical place that I ever saw that they, you know, they wanted you to go do it all online. Well, I sure appreciate you because I would have missed the deadline if you hadn't said it yesterday. Well, yeah, okay. Well, thank you and, and good luck to you. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, he's he's got the website. He's got the website. Yeah, good. Uh, Attorney Bohannon, thank you very much. He has just contacted me, and um, um, he was saying have her call Hensley Group. But it's, it sounds like the Hensley Group is, one, is the one. Uh, so have her call yeah. the Hensley Group and ask for the managing partner and attorney and file a formal written complaint. The quality okay. of life application is online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We. Yeah. Thank you. We. We were telling him that. Yeah. All of that stuff is online. There was never any physical um, place she had to go yeah. through the line. But um, she can ask to speak. Yeah. And so Marie, if you're listening, I guess you can call back to the Hensley Group. Yeah. And instead Kelly. of asking for um, Kelly Clark, you just ask for the managing partner. 
uh, and file a formal, then let them know you want to file a formal written complaint as well. But Good idea. I, I, boy, I wish I knew more because that, that just you sounds know, crazy. She said that she had just a note here. She's mm-hmm. been calling and calling and just get his voice, get their voicemail. Right, right. She's getting put off. She's getting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deterred from mm-hmm. what she's trying to do. Nobody is, her calls are not yeah. going through. Nobody's answering yeah. her calls. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I, I, boy. Yeah. Let, let's 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 pray for her. Wish her luck. Oh, so, yeah. indeed. Uh, well, you know what? We, we're about four minutes late for a break. Let's take a break real quick, and then we'll get right back to the phone calls right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM thirteen ten ninety five point one FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, um, Sky was uh, uh, very resourceful and got a question email for us as well for the Indianapolis African-American Quality of Life Initiative. And so if you have questions, you can send or email your questions to this email address as, as well as going to the website. The website should have that on there if, if he goes to the website or if anybody goes to the website. I'm sure it because I just saw it. But in case you don't see it or you don't know it, uh, the email address is info at IAAQLI.org. Again, the email address for questions is info at IAAQLI.org. And again, the website in general that has everything on there that you need, IAAQLI.org, IAAQLI.org. Good luck to everybody and anybody uh, that is uh, seeking funding uh, for their not-for-profit during this third round. So um, I I hope everybody makes it. Um, Yeah, so anyway, um, and I want to thank Attorney Bohannon. Uh, uh, I wish that... um, Marie, uh, Ms. D, she didn't want to be called Marie, she wanted to call Ms. D. I wish she had somebody there with her who could take some of the load off and help her. Yeah, uh, yeah, true, true enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I think that was good advice mm-hmm. by Attorney Bohannon to, um, you know, have her call back to the Hensley Group. I mean, Hensley does a lot of advertising, too, about how mm-hmm. they can help mm-hmm. you get the biggest settlement. You know, they're all, he's one of those mm-hmm. lawyers competing for... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cases where people uh, are, are likely to get settlements and accidents and stuff like that. But that that is not good when someone calls up a, a talk show and says, "Hey, I signed a settlement, but I can't. I haven't seen mm-hmm. hide nor hair of it, nor my attorney." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, they're not answering they're my questions. Affiliated with you, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not answering my questions. So, so there we go. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Lines are open. Open lines Friday, and we can review. Ron, go ahead. How are you? Tina and James, you guys already know I love you, so we'll skip that part. Mm-hmm. Tina, uh, do you have a moment to talk, or am I going to get rushed off without us without me being able to uh, make my point? You know what, Ron? I'm gonna let, let me tell you this: if if you have a question or whatever, go ahead. But I'm not going to commit to an X amount of time because we have other. What is it that you wanted to to ask? Um, I'm going to make two points, and I'm going to start out with not my original point. That young lady, Miss uh, D, uh, attorneys get 30% uh, before they uh, go to court. They get 40% if they go to court. They also get 
expenses of whatever it is they say it costs them to try your case. And if Social Security pays any expenses for her being in the hospital, they get their money, too. They're all going to get paid before she sees a dime. That's how the... That's how the attorneys work. I know because I want $100,000 against uh, one of the nursing homes. My attorney got 40%, and I felt like he was working more for the insurance company than me. He got uh, another six, dollars $7,000 because he said that was their expenses. I didn't know that they were going to have to take $25,000 out to pay the uh, Social mm-hmm. Security back, and whatever was left was left. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. I got my money fairly quickly, but that's not important. Tina, Mm -hmm. um, yesterday's call was not about food insecurity and what it's called. What it's about is if you've got, in my mind, if we have churches that are opening multiple multi-million dollar facilities, I think that same group of people should have the brain power and the business acumen to maybe help open up a grocery store. They don't, they don't have to, but I'm saying that's a possibility. Uh, the state is not going to open a grocery store. The mayor is not going to open a grocery store. And I can tell you that because the mayor's been in the office for eight years. If he was going to open a grocery store, he would have done that. He's not going to, and he can't do anything about that. But my point is, I'm not expecting pastors to do too much. I was just thinking that if they come together, as um, Dr. Brown often says, stop competing and start cooperating on a problem. If the problem is food insecurity or or whatever we want to call it, swamp, whatever, uh, I, I was just thinking that we have smart enough people to open multiple, and not just one or two churches, multiple million-dollar churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't tell me that only five or six people is putting their money in church and you're still opening up three multi-million-dollar facilities. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know what, Ron, and that that's... that's let's, I, help, let's help Ms. Ms. Marie. The, the attorneys are, mm-hmm. are, are not our friends. They're in this for the yeah. money. Okay. They want that 30 40% before they even go to court. They want the expenses, yeah. and they don't. They don't always tell you everything. Unfortunately, in her case, they may not have mm-hmm. explained it as well prior to uh, going in and/or getting her to sign. Mm-hmm. They may not have even told her she was going to have to pay Social Security yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and and here here's the point. And you know, as for me, rushing you off before you get a chance to make your point, it's not that. It's not that I rush people off before they make a point. But sometimes a point is made over, and you know, the point is already made. And the point uh, that uh, Pastor Johnson made yesterday, and I'm not. I you know what? I saw his point. I mean, he saw your point. He got it. He understood. But you know, there's a limp. You know, if if it, is that what the the church is? His thing is, we are not. Grocery store, uh, you know, we're not in that business. That's not our business. Now, there are some things that they can do, you know, to help the community. Yeah, there's a lot of things. He said that's the business of government. We are doing the business of the church. We're feeding people. We're clothing people. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're helping them find uh, shelter and housing and things of that nature. We're doing as much as our ministry, you know, can possibly do. As far as getting into the economics uh, and, and economic development, uh, you know, some churches maybe, some others. But there wasn't any particular 
uh, down, you know, he, he saw your point. He just made his. And so, yeah. yeah, what's what's the problem with that? And, and you know, if somebody calls me in juxtapositions, well, are you going to do this or are you going to do that? I'm really inclined to cut that call off, and I almost did. <laughs> Seriously, I almost did. But I, I exercised a little more patience with Ron than I normally, you know, than, than I, I probably, I, I exercise more patience, I'll put it that way. Because you yeah. call my show and say, hey, are you going to do this for me or are you going to do whatever? I'm hanging up. Yeah, that's right. Because that ain't no way to get a conversation call. going with you me. You don't have to take his call. I don't have you to take what? the call. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just laying it out there and yeah. letting you know I gave you one today, Ron. But don't call me and don't call this show and put me on blast and say, are you going to do this or are you going to let me do I ain't letting you do nothing if you're going to act like that. Yeah, and I, I think he's very fortunate to get his point across because you didn't have to. A lot of shows no. like Click. But click. Let me just Miss Click would have been introduced things. right away. Yeah, and I I want to say to Ron, appreciate you, appreciate your 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 spirit, and I appreciate your words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you say I love you and stuff. That that's good. But uh, but you know, people can disagree, and I and I disagree on a couple of points you made. Number one was the the Miss uh, Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, call her what, Tina? Miss... Miss D. Miss D. D. Call her Miss D. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, the settlement. Yes, you can... The attorneys can get up to 40%. They can get up to 50%. They can get up to whatever you mm-hmm. sign mm-hmm. in this state. Mm-hmm. But it's, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it, no. you know, rational and right to, to do that. And you're just gouging people. Mm-hmm. And I've been in cases where I've had settlements before. Um, and uh, everybody gets paid at the same time, That in, in my experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the attorney, the attorney is going to, in the settlement, gets their money first. You all get it at the same time. They don't have any right to take their yeah, money. No, no, no. It's, and it's, it's all agreed yours. upon. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm th- so that's yeah. one point. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, no I was going to say up to 40%. That's, that's well, I, the, the, the most states, the average across the United States in, in accident cases, and I want to say this as average, usually, let me put that in there, it's 30%. It's one-third of what is given, the attorney gets, and that's still high in my view. But um, 40% is high. And, and usually the higher number is if you go to trial because – Logically, they're going to have to spend more resources to get you prepared for trial. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you go to trial, it's going to be a little bit higher. Yeah. And secondly, on what y'all are talking about, I heard that interview with uh, Pastor Johnson, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. Uh, you know, I'm not just agreeing with you to agree with, but I agree with you and him completely. When he said that, uh, you, you know, Ron said, you can't tell me that only 5% of the people giving, and you can open up three churches, which uh, Eastern Star has, but typically in churches, uh, uh, Pastor Johnson was right. The, the few, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the few people who tithe. That means give every week according mm-hmm. to the, On the income. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. true. It is true. It is true. It's a few. <laughs> and a and it could be as low as 5%. And they're the ones who keep the church going. Now, other people give, but mm-hmm. they give sporadic. 
athletically. They don't give mm-hmm. as much as tighters. They certainly don't give to that level of what everybody thinks is tithing, according to a biblical teaching, 10%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could easily say, I don't get enough money to open a grocery store because you only got a few people. And that's in anything, in my view, if, if I can, that, that Tina, that anything you do, a committee or mm-hmm. you're on a uh, board mm-hmm. or anything, it's a few people who get the things done. Other people are just there. You know what I'm saying? And, and the church welcomes them. It's just that everybody doesn't get it. And that's, that's one of the points that the pastor made. But I think the overarching point was that's not his lane. That is not necessarily the lane that he t- chooses to take his ministry down. And, you know, when he listed all the lanes that they did go down, that's the business of the church. Yeah, you know, we're a church, not a grocery store. It's not a, yeah, we're a church, not a grocery store. But, now, the point being, and again, I don't know how Ron missed it, but he said if, you know, basically if I understood him correctly, the church, people are free to do that, to coalesce and come together and do that. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think it's to the detriment of whatever. I mean, how can... Uh, you know, growing food and harvesting tens, of, you know, tens of thousands of pounds of food that is donated to people. How can help folks get into affordable housing? How can all of these different things, how can those be to the detriment of the community, you know, that they're not doing? Well, so there's, just, I mean, he's just trying to get people to give to the church. Yeah, yeah try, well, that's true. Trying to get people to give to the church to help uh, put, pull that together. Yeah, but uh, economic development, the, the pastor's point was, he, he understood Ron's point. His point was, and his position was, that he felt that was the role of government and economic right. development committees and economic uh, development, uh, wh- whatever. That's, that's Although Eastern Star has had food pantries. They have dipped into trying to get people they into do. housing and, and then have tried to develop you they know, have. some they have. avenues for people to get into to affordable mm-hmm. housing. They have done these things mm-hmm. ancillary, mm-hmm. you know, as an outreach of the ministry. But I can tell you that categorically it is hard for people to get people to consistently put money in that plate every single week just to keep the lights on in the church absolutely absolutely and it's not just eastern star i mean you think of any uh any church uh here in indianapolis with a significant membership medium membership or or you know he the pastor said the average pastor is before maybe fewer than 50 people a week you know, that, that that's on the average. Yes, there are large churches and they can build, um, you know, three, there are three campuses. That's that church's business. If they can do the, the work that they are looking to do, so good for them, you know. Um, but there are churches with food pantries. There are churches that feed folks. Uh, and like you say, James, it's some of these churches, it's all they can do to keep their head above water to be able to keep yeah. their lights on, even though they're feeding other people and they're doing that work. And, and so it's it's not a slam. Um, to, you know, it wasn't a slam to the idea. It was just an explanation. I felt like it was an explanation of the idea yeah. um, that, that I thought Pastor Johnson gave. And you make a really, really, really good point about the givers and the, those that don't. Uh, or that don't give consistently. People that give consistently. Yeah, they give consistently. Uh, so um, uh, let's see. Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina and James. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Tina. 
Just wanted to call in and give you an update on my uh, court case um, up in the Seventh Circuit concerning election fraud. I knew that the court, I knew the court was going to rule about sometime around now because we're less than uh, 20, 20 some odd days away from an election. And that's normally the way they roll. Um, they, they've had the, uh, the case since this summer, but uh, they normally, if there's an election looming, they normally wait until it's close to the election time to issue the ruling. Um, and I knew that was going to happen because I, I don't even have it in the mail yet. I, I was looking online for it every day. But at any rate, uh, they, of course, they ruled against me, um, and um, they've given me 14 days to explain to them why I shouldn't be uh, hit with uh, fines and attorney's fees. Um, and, I mean, they went back deep, man. They went to, they brought up uh, Walmart and Amazon court cases that I had filed. Um, and I guess they're trying to label me as uh, a frivolous filer or what have you. But I just want to thank you for letting me call in um, and um, give you the news. And um, I'll let you know if uh, if they're um, gracious and uh, not uh, going to hit me with uh, court fees and uh, attorney fees. Because the state and the city never asked for And um, so and then the other thing I want you to just want everybody to remember, James, you too, um, is that even with uh, the complaints that I filed against the city for election fraud, just remember and and, and you can ask uh, any of the city attorneys or whatever. Nobody ever investigated my complaint. The Marion County Election Board never looked into them, even though I filed the complaint with them, the um, Indiana Election Commission never investigated, the state police, the Marion County Sheriff, nobody would investigate those written complaints. That's why I took it to federal court and uh, took it to the Seventh Circuit. And um, But thank you for uh, letting me call in and put that out. Okay. I appreciate it. You guys are the only ones that are covering this, by the way. None of the newspapers, the Indiana lawyer, the recorder, the star, they're not they're not talking about it. So it's just us. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pierre, thank you very much for your call and thank you for the update. And uh, James, uh, you and I made good uh, on our word to Pierre that when there was a development, we would talk about it, but we weren't, you know, we weren't going to just keep relitigating it over and over and over. Let us know the developments. Pierre has been very good about that. And so, therefore, he that's what he's sharing with us. And so we held up our end. He's holding up his end. And, Absolutely. you know, we're getting somewhere with some conversation, which is what we're trying to do. <laughs> what we're trying to do. So, anyway, let's... Uh, um, uh, Attorney Bohannon is is on the line, but you know, rather than than have him on and then uh, have to stop in thirty seconds to get a break in, let's do the break now, and then when we come back, uh, Attorney Rod Bohannon uh, will be with us. We'll be right back. WTOC AM W two three six CR Indianapolis, keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future, on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. 
And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, uh, James Patterson. Uh, James, we had a caller, very distraught, 88-year-old woman, a settlement, um, an injury she suffered in a grocery store, uh, rehab, and uh, just all so much. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and so we were getting messages, uh, a a, a few here and a few there, uh, from uh, Attorney Rod Bohannon with the Indianapolis branch of the NAACP. He's on the line right now. So, Attorney Bohannon, uh, can you help sort it out for us? Uh, I, I read one of your responses. Is there more? Well, yeah, thank you. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. And James and Tina, how are y'all today? Oh, doing great. Uh, doing attorney, great how are you? You're not working too hard, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be brief. First of all, the reason the attorney will talk to it is an ethic rule which says that as soon as you find out a client has an attorney, the door shuts immediately. You cannot talk to him. You cannot take any information. You can't. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So therefore, why? Well, that's why she can't get any attorney to talk to. Her. Second, that rule applies to any practice attorney and any attorney who may be a retirement but still have their license or an active status or an active status and still paying their dues. It only it does not apply to the attorney who is retired and who has surrendered their license and is not practicing at all. They may be talked to her about what's going on, but other than that, most attorneys will not talk to her. Mm-hmm. And that's why her frustration, she says, she went to the attorney, and they said no. The second point, you need to look at her retainer agreement. She should have a retainer agreement, and it would spell out, um, you know, what the requirement of the attorney, how they're supposed to report to her, the right. making process, and how the fees are distributed, and in what, in what manner, yeah. and then how much the attorney is. So... My third point, then, when she contacts the uh, Indiana Supreme Court or the Indiana Bar Association, she can file with either of those. They have the complaint online. She needs a family member to help her. Right, right. Out in detail. Because if she's like, when you talk to her kind of all over the board, it frustrates folks, and folks then may decide, well, I got three calls ahead of her, and we'll get back to her, and she could be frustrated more. Mm-hmm. So it's really important if you have her number and stuff that she asks her to have family member who sit down and walk through with her in much detail as possible so they can understand what's going on. Exactly. That's what we were saying, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. My last point is she could rescind the agreement, but she probably need to do that quickly. If she's not satisfied, she thinks that the attorney did not do a good job or just simply mm-hmm. rushed through mm-hmm. it, she needs to send a written notice saying she rescind, rescind, the, rescind the agreement. I would suggest to it when I was saying have her call Hensley Group, Every law firm has a managing partner, and their job is to manage the issue that's going on with the attorneys, any complaints, etc. She needs to demand a meeting with that person. They will probably have her attorney in, but she ordered that meeting, use that meeting with to have a long discussion about the agreement and how they arrived at that arrangement about the dollars amount that's been settled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do personal injury, so I can't tell you, you know, how distributed is and how much goes to the hospital and who goes to Social Security. I don't know that information. That's not what I do. Yeah. But I think that time is of the essence because as long as the money has not been received by the attorney mm. and have not been deposited in an escrow account, she can rescind the agreement because once the deposit and disbursement goes out, she's stuck. Yeah. So those things need to happen quick, and that's why I try to send my messenger and also by um, – by your phone message mm-hmm. to have or she's still on to have information passed on to her mm-hmm. so that you know she could act on it quickly and try to alleviate some of her anxiety and fear. 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Attorney Bohannon. We don't have her number, but hopefully she's still listening uh, because that's what James and I were both saying is that we, she desperately needs a, a friend, a family member, a church, somebody uh, to help her sort all this out. And, and like you say, Attorney Bohannon, in a hurry. Uh, so we, while we don't have her number, uh, you know, like I said, we can only hope that she's continuing to listen and uh, taking um, your advice and, and information, uh, taking it all down. James did give her the number. Uh, or we did give her the number to the state Supreme Court Disciplinary uh, Commission. Uh, but uh, my, my, my last point have did you see the, the uh, announcement by Federal Drug Administration and it was a piece on NBC last night about uh, formaldehyde and all these things, the women hair relaxer, and they're trying to rechange the formulas and have the uh, hairdressing people change the formula, and there's a warning mm -mm. to black women mm -mm. about it no. and, what, and, and the impact it's having on black women's health. No, I didn't. No. But I mean, that's a long. I mean, that's that's been a uh, a longstanding concern for years, especially with the relaxers and the the hair colors. Well, so. FDA finally has now made an announcement on it. Mm. So NBC was talking about the FDA ruling, and mm. now they're trying to push the next push in terms of having the manufacturers uh, reduce or eliminate some of that. And uh, some of the some of the folks are in fact trying to find other kind of ingredients. Mm -hmm. But I just think that maybe you might want to have a look at that and maybe have discussion. And maybe yeah, that's some, so. so uh, attorney, the, what did they say? What do they say it does to the women? Causes the lots of different the chemicals. Yeah, cancer. It, it it has a wide range of turning everything from diabetes impacting some internal. Oh wow, diabetes. there might be some class action there. Mm -hmm. So uh, possible. Um, it, so it, it's a, a wide range, and so I'm saying you might want to look at the article. FDA just announced yeah. it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I saw a piece on NBC, and it was a piece I just saw, and somebody posted on online. Um, mm -hmm. So they may, when you want to take a look, and you may want to have maybe a couple of hairdressers come on and talk about that. Turns up, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. That's a good idea. And now the FDA is uh, now stepping up because before, yeah. when it first came out, it was it was dismissed as conspiracy theory. You know. Right. Yeah. No, I think they were looking at it. The problem is, is that, you know, the way FDA regulation works, and that's the thing that's hard for people to understand, is that the rules and regulations apply about how they can recall. Oh. And that's what you have. So once there's been approved of something, what's the process for recalling it or asking for changes and what things they have to do to go through it, the notice, public notice, going to the manufacturer, and et cetera. So it may take a while. So it's not immediate re response, even mm. though they may generally know that there's an issue with it. But trying to prove the point so that you can ask for a recall or ask for change takes a, takes a while. My last point, and I'll, and I'll get off, had to do with your call and response about why the mayor's office not brought bills of groceries. The problem is not understanding that cities cannot be indebted on, on the property and, and land mm -hmm. stuff. And that's mm -hmm. why everything is always done. A private partnership, the city can't have an input into it. But there's a whole bunch of rules and regulations that prohibit cities from ownership of stuff. And so the city can't, the other thing is about bonds, you know, what the city yeah. bonds can do. And if the city was to examine what the fact was to build a, 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 a food store, you could imagine the, the, the outcry that would happen in turn to saying, why are you using my money doing yeah. that? It's not a private business. Mm -hmm. Why are you involved in private business? And so there's a whole bunch of rules and regulations that prohibit the city from doing certain things. And I, you know, I know the mayor has expressed, because I've talked to him all the time, mm -hmm. when I see him get his ice cream, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, you know, he expressed concern about that, but he's, he but his hand is tied to a bunch of rules and regulation. Mm-hmm. He can, in fact, have you know, the DMD try to, for example, put out a, 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 a RFP and it's used to see you sell like tax, it can find stuff to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's an issue in turn that if the community wants to do that, it has to figure out how to do that and then ask the city for its involvement and the mechanism it can do. Mm-hmm. It can help package the land. It can help in terms of tax increment financing. It might help and try to seek out for folks who might be who, who could finance. It may try to help go to Wall Street for bond stuff, but it cannot own. Yeah, and the first thing they have to do if they want to go further, like you said, Attorney Bohannon, in finding out a way to do it through a public-private partnership or bonds or whatever, to 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 build things like uh, grocery or something, you know, in partnership with the city is they have to vote for i would think a a government or a candidate that would be open to that and not one who would not be open to helping to put you know you don't call them food deserts tina what are they called uh, you guys were saying the other day mm-hmm. um areas where they're lacking access to to, to healthy foods and then it would seem that you would want to vote for a government that would be open to that. Now, not just, you know, kind of a side mm-hmm. note there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I look on Facebook every day, and you see every once in a while a new store in Texas or Oklahoma, some black folks put together. And the same thing we ought to be trying to figure out is go directly out to them and have discussion about them, about how they did it, who was all the partners, so what did they do in it, their, mm-hmm. how did they get the, their local government involved in it. And we got the various economic development uh, committees I think that folks need to have discussion with it and turn to saying, yeah. okay, let's look at it. What are all the pieces on this? I mean, I know why most major stores, they look at numbers. And what they're saying, they're not saying the return for them to invest in, to invest. Now, how do you turn that around? What's the number look like when they look at a return? What does that mean? It may mean having, the, having folks who understand numbers, who understand the market, who understand food market investment, Put together your team so you can have those discussions to, you know, to convince somebody that it's worthwhile investing in, investing in a food store that would make sense. Yeah, and, and also security, too. I mean, Tina said it a number of times. If more profit is, you know, already food stores have a very thin profit line. If more right. is going out the door and they think that they put one there, more more food is going to go out the door than they're going to get paid for, it's hard to convince them to do that. So the community has to come together but as far as a coalition of churches, that, that's, that's quite a reach. That's quite a stretch uh, yeah. to, to be able to pull all of that when they can be so much more effective in other areas that in where they are, where they are effective. Yeah. Um, you know. well, that would depend on turning to what that coalition looks like, whether or not the coalition are trying to put no, that's true, what it looks a group, like, of people, yeah. group of the people who have an interest to figure out what are the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Or is it asking them to turn it being the seed money turns up the seed money and turn it attracting other monies? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways you can look at what that means. And I think we have not said that explore out what that means. What do you mean? So, can you say that? So what do you mean? Well, for example, you know, if, if when you go for a loan, they want 20% down. Mm-hmm. And so if you was going to go to SBA as a group of folks or and you got the, you know, the various partners and it's okay with the 20%, are you asking the church coalition to be the 20% seed money? Are you asking the church, for example, to say, okay, 
let us look at what this land will it cost it to acquire this land or, or get a commitment to land so it doesn't go away. Are you asking the church to say, you know, we need to hire a feasibility study and we would like the church to raise the money, the, the coalition of churches do the feasibility study to figure out what makes sense and how to do this? Are we asking the church to say, you know, we need to bring in who around the country who does development stores mm-hmm. and bring them in to talk to us? And it may be a two or three day, a two or three day session. So we understand the whole mechanic of it. So what I'm saying to you, what is this coalition for and what are you asking to do? Yeah. Wow. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, Ron. Uh, Attorney Bohannon, thank you so much. I appreciate it, as always. uh, Yeah. Extremely valuable input. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank you. You too. Uh, And so, James, yeah, there there it is. There you have it. yeah, I mean, he made some good points there uh, that she, it goes back to Miss D, who, you know, she needs a, mm-hmm. a family member who, or a friend who, you or know, can church read member, these somebody that cares about her, that, that somebody that cares, that can care and can handle her business for her uh, better exactly. than what she's able to handle it for herself. So she definitely right. needs somebody to step up. Yep. And do that for uh, Robert. Go ahead. Uh, oh, we just finished this conference. You wanted to talk, you wanted to weigh in on the food deserts in the churches. Yes, I do. Okay, go ahead. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Good. Thank you. Okay, my first comment is about the churches. I do understand it takes money to run a church, but also at the same token, we as people have been a lot of time bamboozled by false prophets as well. What I mean by that, if if that person who stated that they are sent by God and preaching this holy word, and then turn around, that you see that, that, that they are misusing the funds, why constantly give to that? I have seen in some churches where so-called preacher have jumped on pews asking for money. And this is no lie. I, he started from 100, then decreased down by $25. First it was 100, then 75, then 50. He stated, oh, I, he threw God into yeah, the picture, yeah. which is wrong. Yeah. So, so, so what's saying. your point? What, the point, though, that you're making is, is what? Don't give the point I'm making is what? a lot of people are willing to give to the church, but they're not, they feel like it's not a real preach, and that a lot of them are, basically, I'm putting point blank, pimping. The church is pimping the people. Well, point blank, uh-huh. so you were, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unclear. You were talking about food deserts in the church. I, I just, I, I just get to food deserts. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm just talking about the churches now. About the food deserts, I have no sense. I came back to Indianapolis that certain areas do have food deserts, but the same token that in certain neighborhoods that people also robbing the stores, and a lot of them are take their business somewhere else. A lot of our, in certain communities, especially in the black communities, a lot of us, you know, holler about, oh, there's no, no real grocery store, but no sooner a grocery store do come into the area, is maybe be established for a year or so, then you get some ignorant people, some hoodlums that want to rob the store. 
You know, the store is meant is for to, for there to provide for the community. And also, I'm sure, trying to make a profit and everything. But if somebody constantly stealing, you're going to have to take that business somewhere else. That's just common sense about it. Okay. Okay. Good point. Yeah. And so? And so, I, I would, well, I, as far as for... I'm put point, but I think the leadership for the Marion County period. I think they should educate people more. Hey, this is affect what happened if we put so-called business in the area. Okay. So it's up to us to ex- ex- uh, to keep it up. Who else would make an uh, excellent point is Dr. Claude Anderson about uh, economics, the way that our people spend money in everybody else's neighborhood. But, yeah, we don't get nothing in return a lot of times. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right, Robert, thank you very much for your call. A um, lot, of, lot of different points there. Uh, Brother Man, you wanted to talk about church and groceries. Go ahead. Hey, how are you and James doing today? Doing good, thank hey, you. Hey, Brother Man, how are you? Oh, at 81 and still kicking, you know I'm doing all right. <laughs> you still are kicking, doing Brother Man. Up. All right, all right. <laughs> and the the people have different opinions about different things. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with what Pastor said yesterday about we're not a grocery, we're a church, we save mm-hmm. souls. But I noticed that they had two or three people that were trying to run a grocery, and people come in, robbed them, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they had some, they, and he mentioned that too, that and they had. You know what? Mm-hmm. That is not the way to live in this world. I was born in '42, mm-hmm. and in the '50s, I was uh, doing errands to the store from my neighbors, and half of them were white. And the thing of it is, nowadays these kids and people. Mainly the people don't have no respect for nobody. Mm-mm. That's yeah. why the grocery stores and the banks is moving out. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be mm-hmm. bothered with people that's ignorant to the fact that we're here to help. Mm-hmm. The grocery is there to help. The bank is there to help. But you, even now the gas and lights and water, they cut off them lines down there. Yeah. You don't see no lines down there no more. The thing of it is, our people have not come to the fact that they're going to have to save themselves by turning in the ones that's doing the dirt out here. Yeah, it's true. If they don't turn them in, we're going to lose a lot of people. There you go. Yeah. All right, Brother Man. I appreciate Great you. Great comments. Good comments, as always. Brother Man brings it home. He brings yeah. it home. Uh, Mike, go ahead. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing good, Tina. Mm-hmm. How are uh, how, how's James? He's doing. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm good, Mike. How are you, sir? Hey, I, I'm, hey, I couldn't be I couldn't be any better. Thanks, thanks to God. You know, uh, last week uh, I think it was George. He he said I need to apologize. You know, and I and I'm gonna make an apology. I'm gonna make an apology that people don't understand. The words that comes from my lips when I uh, speak about safety and when I say things, when I speak about 
people flaming, flaming the fuel of hatred Mm -hmm. that is already in a bad situation Mm -hmm. with certain things that we are dealing with in this country, you know, since January the 6th. And uh, I don't want to be, you know, misunderstood about the words that come from my lips. You know, there's no hatred bone in my body towards any nationality. But as I see protests on campus and I listen to other people's opinion, you know, and from here to Paris to uh, West Bank, just today, I think her name's a black uh, uh, reporter, female, mm-hmm. Sarah Sadner. Mm-hmm. Sarah Sadner. Sadner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, 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 how she was confronted by a Palestinian man and uh, said that uh, she's not welcome there. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all she's doing is her job. Yeah. And trying to bring the light on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. But the narrative is, do you get the truth out there or, 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 or do you or do you do one of those Donald Trumps? You know, I, I won. You know, do do we as a society, you know, try to stay just as this and funk dysfunctional as mm-hmm. the Republican House of Congress? Or do we really care about public safety? I seen uh, someone crawling in my neighbor's window yesterday. Uh, oh, Tina Lord. And James, yes. And uh, I sat in the car for a minute and uh, see if there was any movement going to come out the front door or back door. Then I went up and uh, then I knocked on the door. So come to find out everything was safe. And I, you know, and I know that there's little children over there, but as a neighbor and as one just being concerned about other one's safety, Mm-hmm. I I always observe. I always look into things, and people might not see things the way I see them. But I am a guy who can see something coming up before it happens. I mean, violence. If it has a bunch of violent tone in it. That's what's going to come out at the end. And that's my point that I was trying to make last week. And this is what we need to do as a people because time is so close. We have the Middle East is so caught up. Then we have the Southeast Pacific. Mm-hmm which is 
which is so caught up. And we have America tax dollars going out by the billions, by the billions. And we as a country won't be able to sustain all of this. Then we still have the southern border. But we as a people really need to take a good look. And I'm going to say this and leave this with everyone. It is time to start turning that ground over, putting you some seeds in that ground, growing you uh, some squash, some zucchini. Mm -hmm. I, I I had a garden this this summer. Yep. And, 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 you know, Tina, I felt good because... I, I I I gave most away than what I can consume. Now that's that's usually the way it is with gardens. <laughs> yes, you know, and I took it to working people. I took it to yeah. the pharmacy, yeah, grass and trees, <laughs> and gave it to them and let them know that I, that that I appreciate for what y'all do in this neighborhood mm -hmm. for the community. And if we get back to that community value about caring and safety, yeah. We we uh we have come out pretty good. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. You know. I. I don't think anyone would ever argue that uh, we are truly lacking in a in a caring and giving sense of community. Um. Uh, in all communities. Um, all. I think of them. he was going to say, "Have a good weekend." Peter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Have a good. Have a good. <laughs> you know what? Have a good weekend, Mike. I'm sorry. We, we yeah. didn't catch you. So James caught that. Have a good weekend. <laughs> William, go ahead. How are you? How are you doing, Miss Tina? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I know some of the people are going to just going to be offended by what I have to say. Well, but, join the club. <laughs> right. Hey, come on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that the that we as a people was a lot better when uh, the line was drawn because we had to deal. We have to deal with each other. Yeah. Uh, just as soon as the, the land was erased and we were able to cross the land, move over to the areas that the people had built up a high rate of taxes for the care of the property that they mm -hmm. were on, mm -hmm. they moved right back across the land into the area that we had vacated and uh, brought up all of the land. And left us with all of the high prices that they had built up mm -hmm. for the schools and the search, uh, for the uh, metro opera theaters and all of the all of the fancy places that they had built mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. They we moved in. We had to take care of that. And uh, everything that we uh, had worked hard to attain. We were giving the money over for the taxes and all these other things. We found, I found out that any time that we started moving back into the area, Krogles and Safeway and Sanders and Wendy's and McDonald's and all these places started closing down. They started closing down and moving over into the area that the people that moved into. And uh, we were left without any... In any 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 place to shop, 
we couldn't go to a, we couldn't go to Kroger's because we had to go so far to get to Kroger's, a standard uh, Safeway, and Seven uh, Eleven and Richard Market Basket, and, which closed up. We we lost all of the things that we had built up when we were operating within the areas that we were living in. And we had a comfortable area that we were living in, but we wasn't satisfied. We well, had- and and you know what? I, I think you make, uh, William, you make a, a, a great point and a point, James, that um, uh, uh, economists and analysts have been making over, over the decades, over the years. There were certain silver linings to segregation in that we were forced to create an economy of our own. We were forced to um, do things on our own. The, the problem uh, with that system was that it did not allow us to uh, to grow beyond, else. yeah, to go or anywhere else. So, and that was the whole thing that Dr. King and and yeah, of course, I know yeah. you know mm-hmm. that was the whole thing that Dr. King and his supporters, which were many, yeah. um, worked for was was desegregation. Yeah, equal opportunity. So we would have the choice, the opportunity, that's right, to mm-hmm. go somewhere else Yeah, uh, if we wanted to, to mm-hmm. move to better neighborhoods. King said that the black man wants to move, the people of color want to move to wherever his money can take him. Yeah. You know, yeah. wherever his money, and, and you can see as soon as those, William, the, the, the lines were dropped. Then, and you weren't forced to stay in a certain area. They flew out of there. Yeah. They flew to 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 chest and try other areas and and to try other neighborhoods. And and and, and despite the fact that the the majority population pushed back, continued to push back on letting them out there, they still went. But I, I do want to. I, I do want to underscore William's point, though. He made a good one, though. Boy, I do miss the fact that we were so much better at having our own economy. And, and again, it was because it was forced. But I wish there would have been a way to do both, you know, to thread that needle, uh, to take uh, to take our everything that we knew and learned and, you know, with us. Uh, but. The problem being is that opportunity and access and all those other things that, you know, were denied were simply not open. Those doors weren't opening up very quickly, even though it was legal. It was now legal in the law of the land to do so. Uh, when they had so, the choice, they could have stayed right there. They, they didn't have to leave. They could have stayed and but the competi- a homogenous. But the, there's, there's, who's going who's gonna to support the, the, the product? You know, with so many, you know, with folks just coming out, there's no, you, 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 you lose your economy the minute that the, that the, like you say, the minute that the gate is open, the economy's lost. Uh, that's because folks decide to move. They think it's better. They where, thought it was better, yeah. Where, where they want to go. They think they have better <laughs> grocery stores. They think they have better um, housing. You know, they want to own better housing. They yeah. want better jobs. You know, yeah. they want better schools for yeah. their children, yeah. or at least more equipped schools. We had schools. Look at um, uh, Christmas Attics, the yeah. history of that. That yeah. was made in 1927. It opened. And you could talk to John Laughlin because he's an expert on this. Oh, absolutely, specifically for African-American children. Exactly. Yeah. To keep segregation. But it still wasn't funded the way it should have been. 
No. Neither was Shortridge when no. integration happened no. there. No. Um, Emmanuel never was funded once blacks were. But, 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 and I get that, and I agree a thousand percent. But look at the quality of the education that those kids got because of the lines that were drawn. I mean, they had PhDs teaching math. Exactly. You know, and they had, they, you, they'll never, you, we will never get that type of thing back in, in the sense that, because that was all, that was all washed away. It was forced, Tina. That's the word. I know, it was, but I'm just saying it was forced. Black PhDs couldn't get a job anywhere else. No, they couldn't. No, they couldn't. But exactly. And I'm just saying, I agree. The, you know, because it was forced, that was that was the only thing that was open to them. Because it was forced, you, you know, matter how much money you made, you could never, you know, do whatever. I'm just saying that there was a certain amount of uh, a, a community and economic development that we were forced to do that was lost with desegregation. It was just it just lost. I mean. I wish there was a way we could have kept it and, and, and taken it across the street, you know, and taken it to wherever. Um, we're, we're just now getting back to that now a little bit more, a little better. But, yeah, James, I get it. I, I agree. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Your name is forced. Uh, but I, it, it, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, but, you know, to, to force people, I mean— Look at, uh, well, I don't want to use the, the Palestinians because there's so much to that, okay. but when you force people into a situation and they want freedom, they want the same mm. equality as mm. everybody else in their country, a country mm. which they fought for, um, you know, eventually they're not going to just stay there, even though, yes, it worked because it had to work. You didn't have anywhere else to go. So you had to go to the grocery stores in your community. You had to mm-hmm. seek up employment in your community. You had to. And you made the best of it. And it was good. Look at the um, in Tulsa, Black Wall Street. It was really the, the heights they reached were incredible. But that, you know, we, I think God made us all the same. And are we, were we made to, to stay in our own communities? I don't know. Maybe somebody- no, no, no. I'm not saying that we should have stayed. I'm just saying the impact and the effects the of, impact when, of what it was, what, what it was that, that we've never been able to regain in any yeah, reasonable exactly. form. Yes. And part of that is because they continue to fight against um, our progress, even as we speak. Remember, we're talking about the voting and how we got one place to vote in Marion County, a county of mm. one million people. Right. Mm. The Avaline County, there's another million out there. They can vote all over the place, whatever, voting freedom. Yeah. So it's still against us now. Yeah. We're still fighting for freedom. But d- despite the fact that the doors were open because of desegregation, uh, the walls were still there because of, like you said, red line. You know, desegregation, yeah. didn't, it didn't, yeah, it gave people more choices or whatever, but it didn't cure um, or help uh, with the economy and the economics. And I, I say this because I'm, I'm using as an example uh, in in my small uh, community, small hometown, Madison, Indiana. I basically grew up in an all black city because there was six streets where uh, black people were relegated to. And this is where you live, and this is what you do, and this is blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, and then I was always coming up, obviously, uh, integration and things. But um, my grandfather had a very successful uh, automatic transmission repair business. Very good one. Very successful Mm -hmm. one. 
But when people started, you know, when, you know, when, when things started loosening up and folks could go, uh, as they call it, in Met, up on the hill to, uh, to, to Croxton uh, and, and, and check out their uh, whatever, he had a hard time keeping up because he just didn't have access, even though he was involved, he's city county councilman, he, in, in, in chamber, Kiwana, you know, he did all of those things to, to, to mitigate it, but it was still really, really difficult because he wasn't, another example of that was my mother and one of her best friends had a really good cleaning business. They got kicked, mm -hmm. okay, uh, so successful that they were able to employ their children. My older brother, I was too young, but they were able to, and gave their own children certain, uh, certain uh you know offices they they did really well but they were independent african american businesses that were in this so when service master came to town and some other things and again more integration fewer opportunities whatever they got pushed out and they did not have the resources or the access to the resources to catch up to how fast and how quickly things were going and so they ended up you know closing that up now my grandfather ended up staying you know with his business as long as it lasts till he passed away and then uh his his children my 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 parents' generation, they ended up selling it. So, but what I'm saying is I saw that firsthand. I saw the economics of integration and how it, re, it how difficult it was for those who were were succeeding, even though it was forced, uh, because the the I guess the promise of integration wasn't as promising as it appeared to be for those who were creating economies in their own neighborhoods. And we are just now. 40, 50, 60, 70, you know, 40, 50, 60 years later, just now finding the tools and the opportunities to catch up where we fell so, so, so far behind. Before segregation, that's a great story because we can just tell through your story what happened. Before integration, before yeah. segregation, when it was segregated, let me ask you, Tina, who supported your family's business? Business. Well, who supported my family's business? Well, people in the neighborhood, of course. And then there were people who had heard of it uh, that did not live in the neighborhood or whatever, but that would come into the neighborhood because they had heard it was so good. But when things opened up, James, it just it, it started. And I, I know this because I was the office manager until I mean, I, I managed the office all the way uh, until I was in college when my grandfather got sick. I was coming home on weekends helping, you know, get out the payroll and all kinds of other things because I'd been doing that. He taught me how to start doing that when I was 13. I don't want to get too, too deep into it, James. But all I'm saying is I agree. I totally embrace everything that you said. It's it was wrong. That's why it was overturned. But it had impacts. Uh, yeah, and unintended consequences. It was an unintended consequence of that that I still feel as if we as a people are still trying to catch up to economically. Yeah, economically, and we have to overcome by making our businesses as good as anybody else's. Did the majority population outside of your neighborhood support your family's businesses? Some did, yes. In segregation, okay. At, when desegregation... Now, my mother's, it was 100% majority population because she... Yeah, but go ahead. After after de after segregation ended and we had desegregation, did that same majority population still support your, your moms? In no, because they... Um, there were... Uh, there were uh, companies and organizations... Like I said, Service Master came in and undercut them. Okay, they were undercut. Yeah, because they had more. They had more. A whole lot. They were already established. They had a whole lot more. I mean, my mom and Miss Letty had themselves and their kid. You know, their teenage sons. 
This is a whole corporation. How are they going to compete yeah. with that? So, yeah, that I mean, and that happened across the spectrum. Um, the companies, yeah. they do it today. I don't care if you're yeah, black, today. green, that we saw, blue, I saw, yeah. pink, whatever. If they can get your dollar by coming in and undercutting you, your your clientele, they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you make some good points. It, I think if you were to say... Was segregation better? And I think that was William's original point. I don't know. I No, um, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I'm, I wouldn't say yeah. segregation. It couldn't have been better. That we it, lost something. We, we all, that's, we yeah, that's all I'm saying was I don't think we've ever caught. I think one of the unintended consequences, I don't know that we've ever fully recovered from one of the unintended consequences of integration. Yeah, I would say, too, that, I, I you know, some people would disagree with me, but I, just as I see it, I would say, Progress has been made um, as, as bad as that report is year after year. The state of black America by the Urban League, um, I, I would still say progress has been made more. Wealth is under the under the uh, hands and in the in the arms of, of people of color than ever before. They continue with all the problems and housing gap, education gap, income gap to make progress in education and in everything. You guys run a promo or commercial that support um, the doctors, the lawyers, most of them come from HBCUs, historically Mm -hmm. black colleges. Um, So progress is being made. Probably. Well, most of them come from HBCUs. And I'm not not denying that. I'm not denying that. And by the way, HBCUs were forced as well. So, um, yeah, look, look, and we're still, we're still, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, we we are way, way, way past our commercial break, okay. James. I didn't mean to get so far off on that. I'm just saying, I I don't agree with William that we were better off, but I do see his point that there were certain there were changes. things, there, there were things changes. that were unintended consequences that I just feel like we still could catch up to a lot better. That's all, yeah. I guess. Okay. Anyway, we'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Got a couple of minutes left and a couple of calls left, so we'll get to those. James, uh, Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, let's go right back to the phone lines. We got way off track, but <laughs> I, <laughs> basically we were, we were agreeing. I, all I'm yeah. saying is we were agreeing. Uh, yes, we were. We were. Uh, Reverend Phillips, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, uh, Sister Tina and uh, Brother Jeff. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was listening to what y'all were saying. Um, reason why, uh, Sister Tina, reason why your daddy had uh, that business. My grandfather. He, yeah, your grandfather. Well, they walked on faith. They I'm sorry. On faith, and that's where they, they, they overcome. They walked on faith. And that's how they overcome, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. how they they change the 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 the, the thing. The the they change the the world around. Mm-hmm. See, we have to remember when 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 we got the baton and we had mentors in our lives. They made a change for all of us. And that way, when we celebrate uh, the Reverend Moselle Sanders mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving fund, mm-hmm. the, that's that's what 
they saw. That means they they didn't think about themselves. They thought about other people, mm. how to serve other people, mm. how to how but they walked on faith. Okay. So you wanted to talk about faith. CBS, Reverend Phillips? Yeah. Um um uh uh, I was I pulled uh, it was something came up on my uh, my phone and I think and I think at CBS yeah CBS yeah green yeah. and doing it yeah and it's a type of medication yeah it's a cold medication Fen- I think it's phenylephrine or something like that I I don't pronounce it, it. has to be written by the doctor. Well, I think what it is, Reverend Phillips, and and thank you, um, is that the FDA has found that cold medicines, cold and flu medicines that claim uh, to have uh, relief for cold and flu with only this particular product, uh, it, it it's not proven to to handle just just that product alone. Now that product with other products um, can still be sold, but CVS is just going to pull it. Um, yeah, are you familiar with that story, James? No, no, it sounds uh, yeah. Something. They, they said they're removing certain oral cough and cold products that contain I, I think it's phenylephrine as the only active ingredient. Uh, they, the company is going to continue to sell other oral cough and cold products in order to meet consumer needs. Um, they're aware that the FDA Advisory Committee's position on oral phenylephrine, PE, um, will follow the directions from the FDA to ensure products we sell comply with all laws and regulations. So, um, yeah, it, it, it had, for the most part, and overall, uh, Walgreens is going to follow FDA regulations as well. So, um, okay. they, you know, they... Uh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I'm trying to see what the products were or are. Uh, due to, uh, it says, due to, due to the current scientific data that were presented, support the monograph dosage of orally administered phenylephrine is effective as a nasal decongestant. Uh, the FDA told the committee it would take its advice and da 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 Phenylephrine has not asked the manufacturers to remove it from the pharmacies, uh, but... Uh, uh, which represents makers of over-the-counter medicines. Yes. Anyway, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, if it's something that, that has an inkling of bringing them some liability that they don't want... Um, right, they're going to remove you know, it. I don't think there's any will. harm with it, but they're going to remove it because it's not known to be as effective as they claim it to be uh, as a nasal decongestant. That 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 product alone, just the yeah. products that have just that are being removed. Okay, Joe, go ahead. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, taking my call. Mm-hmm. I was listening because they had the line open when you and James were talking, so I've been on about 15 minutes, but that's okay. I got in. <laughs> okay. Did we talk that long? I'm so sorry. That's okay, because I guess you didn't realize that, you know, like she said, you had to go, but I'm not going to take 15 minutes, I assure you, because we ain't got it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just want to put this out there because you guys know that they're supposed to have, like, the, um, we call it the bus and stuff type uh, store on wheels, right? And it's in certain areas, like the incident today is over here uh, on 25th Street up in the juvenile area. Yeah, there are some places, some organizations that have mobile food pantries. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no, no, that's not a pantry, dear, because uh, it's the stores. You know, it's through Eskenazi and some more people. Let oh, me... yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. I think about. you had the people on to talk about Yes, it. we did. We did have them on to talk people. about you. But I want to say this about it because you know that that, that, that attorney guy you just had on also mm-hmm. a few minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about being at the table and sitting at the table. 
Tina James, I want to say this because I see it. I see it because like, I'm old enough and I've lived to see it twice. There were one time I, you people, they came up in our area, uh, 25th Street again, and uh, certain days of the week um, they would have, they they brought it in. They had nice uh, produce base. It was basically uh, fruits, produce, and stuff like that. And uh, the price was so-so. But I want to tell you about this, uh, back about this bus. You know, I went the other day because you have to go to see what you're going to know with yourself. So I actually went in and I patronized, but I don't like this. I paid nearly $10 for a medium-sized cabbage and about two pounds of grapes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Kind of very, very expensive, I think. Now, they didn't say they were going to be trying to help you to save money. I understand that stuff. But I feel like this. We truly need whoever needs to be at the table doing whatever, because this thing that's rolling around for now, it seems like they come into certain areas, and there are certain people, because me and another lady discussed that. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, it's, it's good, especially for those that don't have anything else. I say, yeah, I see what you're saying, but my point is this. You do what you do, and maybe the people that can afford it have, you know, EBT mm-hmm. arts and so on and so forth. Yes, they do take cash, too. There's not really, really the big help that we need. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, okay, you came in like the other people, mm-hmm. and we got a chance. To, we were exposed to getting fresh uh, fruit and vegetable for only a short time, and then you were gone. If you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and the same thing is probably going to happen with this. Instead, we don't ever really, really get the stores that we deserve. Because, again, that guy says people should be at the table talking stuff. Did you guys know that? And it's told that Kroger have the monopoly, and certain stores say other stores can't come in, and they can't come in. Did you know that? Well, I, I can't that. imagine how they would be able to do that, though. But, no, I didn't know that. Uh-uh. Well, it's got something to do with something, because we sure don't get very many often. Mm-hmm. You notice that, though, don't we? all notice that, though, especially in certain places. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Place. You said $10 for grapes and cabbage. I, grapes are generally fruit. Is is high right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, a little grapes. more expensive. So, and for yeah. two pounds, that might not be out of that range. Might not be too far too off. Far off yeah. The, yeah, I'm planning basically that, about it, but then if something happened like this, too, yeah, I, I watch everything because I'm, 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 I'm frugal, as they say. And yeah. when he gave me the recipe, he finally took me a while to give me a recipe, I'm sorry, a receipt. And when he gave me the receipt, it wasn't even what I bought. I didn't like that very much either because, hey, as long as you took, you should have gave me at least the mm-hmm. recipe. Oh, I keep saying recipe. Okay. Receipt. Yeah. Had mm-hmm. the items on that I bought. Well, let's hope they get that corrected. And, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Your point is well taken. People should be yeah. problem to mm-hmm. put uh, stores into areas where they need them. So. Yeah, where they deserve to have them. Yeah. And uh, by all means, yeah, these places that are out there, they certainly need to get the right receipt to the right person for the right uh, products. That's <laughs> yes. that's annoying. That's very annoying. We get that. We get that. But, James, that is that is it. That's all the time we have for right now. Um, any You got any plans for uh, the weekend? Rest. <laughs> I think I could you use know, some I may, of that. I may... I'm being lobbied to do some vacuuming around here, so I may have to, uh, you know, succumb to that lobby and do some vacuuming around the house. But otherwise, no. Oh, it's, it's supposed to be beautiful, the weather tomorrow, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we good. didn't talk about the weather, but the weather's supposed to be beautiful. Tomorrow. Well, the the campaign reports, uh, we, we mentioned that very briefly, oh, yeah. and we, we're not going to be able to get back to a whole lot of it. Yeah. But have uh, we time? Do we have time? Uh, we got about a minute uh, or, or less, okay. but basically, first, uh, well, no, Shreve 
um, has uh, it looks like Shreve has uh, raised about thirteen point some thirteen point thirteen and a half million dollars. Uh, the majority of which, more than ten million, is is written as a loan. So basically, yeah. he's 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 he's, uh, his own, he's funding his uh, own campaign. Yeah. So the the mayor. Uh, his fundraising total, if I could just add on real quick, yeah, go ahead. Point six point one million, yeah. uh, including that's total, including almost two point six million this year. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take away Shree's loan, he's only got three million. So the mayor is basically keeping up with him. Mm-hmm. Beside, you know, if, if you exclude mm-hmm. Shree's loan of. You know, uh, uh, 10.5 million to himself. Exactly. The mayor has oh, lapped. He's lapped him. He's lapped yeah. him. So. But it still uh, is is just staggering how much money uh, will eventually have been spent on this mayor's race. To it's try just to get that seat. To try to get yeah. that seat. Wow. Unbelievable. Hey, James, have a good weekend. Get you plenty of rest. You can you can rest after your vacuum. How about that? How about a compromise? <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Yeah. You do as well. <laughs> I will, too. I got some vacuuming to do myself. <laughs> hey, Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again on Monday. As always, please be safe and be well. For James Patterson, I'm Tina Cosby. Thank you, James. Hey, you're welcome, Tina.